This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. The Prime Minister of the Solomon Islands has survived a vote of no confidence in his government a week after violent protests rocked the Pacific Island nation. Reasons for the protests are varied, but attention has focused on Man Manasa Yovavari's 2019 decision to switch diplomatic recognition from Taipei to Beijing. And on Monday, Sogavari accused what he called Taiwan agents of orchestrating the crisis. James Chater reports. That's what it is! You want to sit here? Frustration spilled over in the Solomon Islands Parliament on Monday as Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare survived a vote of no confidence in his government. The vote came after violent protests in the South Pacific nation late last month left three people dead. Hundreds more were arrested as shops were looted and buildings ransacked. Reasons for the unrest were wide-ranging and include poor governance and regional inequality. But it was Sogavare's 2019 decision to switch diplomatic recognition from Taipei to Beijing that dominated global headlines. Divisions over that decision became a proxy of domestic tensions between pro- and anti-government factions. And in the no-confidence debate on Monday, Sogavare made clear who he thought was the source of instability. Mr. Speaker, this is a democratic country with a democratically elected government in power, sir. And if I am to be removed, it must be by the legal process and it must be by members of parliament and not by calls to resign by Taiwan's agents, Mr. Speaker. Taiwan's government flatly rejected the implication. Concerns that protests would return if Sogavari defeated the no-confidence vote have so far proved unfounded. Both sides have called for calm. Um, we certainly haven't seen any indication in the immediate aftermath of the, the motion of no-confidence being defeated that there will be further unrest. It's always a possibility. And again, I think more, it's more of a possibility in the long term that uh, these sort of challenges will continue to uh, emerge from time to time. Echoes of past geopolitical competition between Taiwan and China drew international attention to the recent protests, which saw the deployment of over 100 international peacekeepers. A report this week in the Australian newspaper revealed that Sogavari had used a Chinese fund to buy the support of MPs ahead of the vote. Sogavari, meanwhile, has accused Taiwan of fermenting discord in Malaita, the country's most populous province. A majority of the protesters are from the region and leaders there are critical of China. If there is no chance in the leaders after the motion of no confidence on the coming on, on the coming Monday, Malaita province and its people will have to look deeper to see whether staying with Solomon Island is worthy of anything at all. Analysts say that Malaita's succession remains unlikely. But wider tensions between Taiwan and China will remain a useful vehicle for expressing any domestic discord that remains after the no-confidence vote. The situation in the Solomon Islands has stabilized for now. But in an atmosphere of distrust about external involvement, both sides seem to believe there is no smoke without fire. Alex Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus.
A month after Taiwanese officials visited Slovakia, high-ranking trade representatives from the Central European nation are in Taiwan for an economic forum. It's the sixth visiting delegation since Beijing flew 150 warplanes into Taiwan's air defense zone from October 1st. Bing Wang reports. It's been a busy few months for welcoming delegations to Taiwan. The latest is a group from Slovakia that includes 18 governmental officials and 25 business representatives led by Deputy Economic Minister Kara Gallick. It's the first high-level visit since the opening of reciprocal representative offices in 2003. Taiwan is a successful example that even a small player can withstand the conditions of global competition. Slovakia supports Taiwan. The agenda includes strengthening economic and trade relations. Today's establishment of the Commission on Economic Cooperation opens new ways of active and direct consultations and dialogue between ministries on both of our countries and is an important historical event. The visit comes after Taiwan's National Development Council chief Guo Mingxing visited Slovakia in October. Taiwan and Slovakia agree to work together in areas ranging from tourism to space technology. The closer ties are born out of mutual goodwill. In the early stages of the pandemic, Taiwan provided Slovakia with protective masks. This year, Slovakia has donated vaccines to make up for Taiwan's shortfall. Slovakia has also spoken out in favor of Taiwan's involvement in international organizations. Just this year, the Slovak parliament voted to support Taiwan's participation in the World Health Assembly. The European Parliament also passed a landmark report laying the foundation for closer ties with Taiwan. Since then, an increasing number of European lawmakers have visited the country. In November, French MEP Raphael Glucksmann led the first official EU delegation to Taiwan. And last week, a group from the three Baltic states concluded an eight-day visit with a promise of solidarity. The Slovakia delegation will stay in Taiwan until December 10th. Both sides hope to sign more deals to strengthen their newfound friendship and pave the way for closer EU-Taiwan ties overall. James Raynar and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu warned on Sunday that China's threatening military behavior could lead to World War III. In an interview with Australian media, Wu voiced his concern that Chinese expansionism mirrors that of the Axis partners before the start of the Second World War. He also emphasized Taiwan's strategic importance in the Indo-Pacific region. You can see that the Chinese government has been exercising its expansionism uh, by using force. And that is something that we need to watch out very carefully. It caused the Second World War, and we don't hope that it will cause the Third War. 
Taiwan has activated a new long-range civilian radar system in New Taipei of Sandiaojiao that can more accurately monitor the movements of aircraft in the region. It's the first upgrade of the country's civilian radar in over 20 years. While it is designed for use in civil aviation, authorities say the system could also assist the military in monitoring the flight paths of Chinese or other hostile aircraft entering Taiwan airspace. Chinese authorities are preparing to send the suspect in a deadly shooting in New, Ta New Taipei City back to Taiwan. The man, surnamed Huang, was caught on CCTV cameras as he fled to the Chinese city of Xiamen via Taoyuan International Airport last month, but he had to go into quarantine on arrival. China's Taiwan Affairs Office says they will extradite Huang back to Taiwan once his quarantine period is complete. Taiwanese authorities have thanked their counterparts across the, across the strait. China and Taiwan have an agreement on exchanging criminal suspects, but there were doubts as to whether Chinese authorities would cooperate on this case, given the strained state of cross-strait ties. On Monday, Medigen announced the completion of phase three trials in Paraguay, pushing it closer to international acceptance. The vaccine was rolled out for public use in Taiwan in August. But as Sandy Chi reports, along with fighting variants, Medigen is also battling skepticism and questions about a lack of data. Even before Taiwan's biggest outbreak earlier this year, there was one company which had already been preparing for the pandemic. Medigen started developing its answer to the virus in February 2020. As the country struggled to get supplies from abroad over the summer, Medigen was racing to get through trials. Due to the extremely low incident rate in Taiwan, it is almost impossible that we can carry a so-called traditional phase three trial. However, FDA by Taiwan, Taiwan FDA designed a pathway to the EUA for a local vaccines. The rollout of the vaccine was a boost for Taiwan, with President Tsai Ing-wen getting the first shot in August, putting a weight behind the locally produced vaccine. Medigen received emergency authorization in Taiwan in July, but there have been concerns here and abroad that the push-out was rushed. Some of the loudest detractors of the vaccine's rollout were from the opposition Kuomintang Party. They questioned its safety along with its price tag of 28 US dollars per dose. We believe that, um, that the current uh, vaccine had gained uh, Taiwan's own EUA too fast, not up to the common understanding of the normal procedures uh, of internationally recognized vaccines. Uh, point number two is that uh, the uh, data that been released had been limited. Uh, it was not made available uh, for uh, all public review, uh, especially to the opposition party. Alexander Huang is the director of international affairs of the Kuomintang Party. He told Taiwan Plus he felt more discussion was needed. The approval of uh, EUA was not out of a consultation with all parties in the parliament. So it makes the opposition believe that uh, the government has either hide something from the opposition or it was too rushed to the level that people would doubt about the scientific quality of that decision. Medigen scientists say part of the vaccine has been developed in collaboration with the National Institute of Health in the United States. In October, Medigen received good news. 
The vaccine was chosen to participate in the WHO's Solidarity Trial Vaccines platform, putting it firmly on the path to international approval. New Zealand and Indonesia have accepted medicine for inbound travellers, while Australia has set the wheels in motion for the Taiwan vaccine's approval. But despite its growing international profile, at home it has yet to gain wider acceptance. To date, according to the government's statistics, less than 10% of fully vaccinated people chose medicine. And polling from the non-profit Taiwanese Public Opinion Foundation has shown only around 44% of the public trust the vaccine. So this is why Medellin should get approval to let other countries to uh, say this vaccine is okay. So people got uh, Medellin, they can travel around the world. So this is why to get international approval is very important for Medellin. According to Medellin, having a homegrown vaccine has its advantages. I think it's important to have a local vaccination program plus a vaccination facilities because, as you know, there are so many variants. Every month you see the new variant. So when you have a local vaccine possibility or vaccine facility or ability, you can provide a much better facility to solve this so-called variance problem. And with the emergence of the latest variant, Omicron, Medigen has kick-started a gene sequence evaluation to produce a version of the vaccine to target it. In 2020, while most of the world was battling the pandemic, Taiwan gained a reputation as a COVID-19 success story. With donations of protective equipment and by sharing its expertise, Taiwan managed to foster ties with many countries around the world. Medigen is hoping its vaccine will continue to spread goodwill. As Naya Zhou, James Raynor and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. We leave you with images of Tokyo celebrating Christmas with sparkling light displays. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Yeah.